0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Positive Pessimist Podcast. It's Wrestling Wednesday. I'm your host, Tim Gaither. My guest today is Ty Fredericks. Ty Fredericks is a four-time Minnesota state champion. He wrestled for the University of Minnesota under Jay Robinson. Has brother on a few months ago, TJ. Great dude. And I've uh, heard great things about Ty. And he seems like a cool dude. Different breed of cat. And I can't wait to talk to him. So let's bring him in.
1: Yeah, I wanted to start off by uh, thanking you for that video of my brother. Um, it's so much more meaningful than you know. You guys can imagine. I think I sent you a message, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, Just our relationship and how it's evolved over the years, but uh, more importantly, um, you know, hearing them be vulnerable. I've never heard my brother vulnerable. Really? Uh, oh yeah. If he cries, it's it's Sam, my man. It, it, <laughs> but but he has it in him, right? You know, he's he's got a he's got a lot of miles in him yeah uh, earned by us. and uh, I think he'd more proud of him especially the father he's became and uh has been you know with his oldest son and of course his his twins so thank you yeah
0: man you bet he's a great guy and it was a it's a great story and and you know he was telling me beforehand I was like you know tell me what your biggest like accomplishment was and he was you know uh, i don't want to say he was knocking himself but he's like ah, i never re- reached my potential and blah 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 and he, he he told me the story and I was like well that's Those are the best kind of things to me, you know, like that's the, those are the stories I like to hear. I like to hear about guys that, you know, and, and he was, he was a prodigy. I mean, the guy got eighth in Minnesota state as a, or excuse me, second as an eighth grader. Um, and you know, that kind of stuff is just blows my mind, you know? Um, so it was, did you guys, how many years older is he than you?
1: He's about two and a half. Okay. Yeah, about two and a half yeah as far as like how fast we age I mean night and day man I uh used to pick on me because you know I had high voice um you know I didn't have hair under my armpits he'd, you know <laughs> he'd make fun of me about that and I swear to god the guy was shaving in like sixth grade <laughs> uh and he was a beast you know he would uh we would have to bring him to the doctor to get notes so he could wrestle older guys right and uh you know, what's interesting about our sport, in my opinion, is it's, it's an obsessive sport. Right. And it really is. And it's a it's kind of a cult. And, you know, ultimately, we don't care if there's fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're, we're doing it for pride, for work ethic, for pushing ourselves. And I think fans are coming naturally because it's it's considered, you know, a martial art now, which it always was. It's not two guys rolling around leotards anymore, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I saw, I saw that change start happening around 2000. I think MMA helped quite a bit, but uh, the stories. Yeah. right? I'm like, well, why can't we sell this sport? You know, sell the work ethics, sell, sell the, you know, the, the the farm kid, you know, you know, not being, you know, technical, but using Bale and Hay to become a stud. You know, that's what Dan Gable did. He'd get those blue, blue-collar guys and make wrestlers and champions out of them, you know?
0: Yeah, and, and at the same time, I, I feel like it's never going to be like the most popular sport in the world just because it's so freaking hard that most people will never even try it and if they do they're like why would anyone keep doing that it's it's hard so it seems like the people who are fans are people who either know somebody through their family that wrestles or they wrestled themselves so it is getting so much bigger and i'm so thankful for like flow and all those things where you can watch it all the time because when we were growing up like I was a total nerd. Like, I knew who you were just because I would look through USA Wrestler and be like, oh, this guy's a four-time state champ or at the time three-time or whatever. And, you know, back then you you would have to wait for like a month to see who won the (laughs) world championships, you know? That happened a month ago. You're like, well, shit, what happened? Um, Right. So that aspect of it, I just just love. And... uh, you know, that, that you can sit and watch it, that you can get up at 5 a.m. and watch the world championships if you want to, um, right, how old were you when you started?
1: I was about three. Oh yeah, wow, I, yeah, I was pretty young, I mean, I, uh, I'd have to go to Iowa, because that's the only place to kind of let you wrestle when you're three back then, you know, you're born in a singlet, and, you know, we were born in Iowa, our whole family roots are from Iowa, okay, and, uh, You know, my uncle, I think TJ probably told you, he's, you know, he's a standout wrestler. He's a, you know, I think he took third in college. And back then there was, you know, there was only three, three years, right? And then his senior year, I believe he blew his knee. He tried freestyle once and took second in the trials oh, for Olympics. Wow. wow. Yeah, and then uh, he, he ran a very successful program, you know, Iowa Central Community College, which is a powerhouse. And, yeah. You know, everybody, like Luke it's uh, the head coach, I believe, now. But, you know, the guys before him, like Troy Bennett, uh, Mark Ostrander, or, or wait, uh, I forget their names. But, you know, they're all studs, and that's who we grew up looking at. And that's, quite frankly, the only folk style we got exposed to. I didn't focus, TJ and I focused on grapple and freestyle because, we're you know, we are raised to be Olympians. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, Dan Chandler for grapple. You know, he's an Olympic coach. You know, he's our childhood coach. Uh, you know, guys like Marty Morgan, uh, Jim Zaleski, uh, my God, John Thorne, uh, you know, all studs. You know, what my dad did uh, great and where he was ahead of the, uh, the curve when it comes to wrestling is the business side. Uh, You know, he was the administrator, and these college guys were poor, right, and they needed money for, you know, training, and ultimately, my dad would pay them money, and, you know, we were the byproducts, right? Nice. A lot of people thought it was insane, the way we were trained, because, you know, it was, you know, (laughs) it's a tough sport. (laughs) Uh, You know, anybody who dedicates themselves to that sport, because it's, it's, quite frankly, the, the pursuit of perfection, which you can never reach, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's one of the trillion things I love about it is, um, you're always trying to pursue the best you can and, you know, whatever it is, you know, if I'm shoveling shit, <laughs> I'm going to try and be the best shit shoveler I can be. Right. Yeah. Um, it creates adaptability. Uh, but that, well, I really started cause you know, this is hard for me. I'm an introvert. I'm, I'm, you know, I, but I can, I can pick it up if I need to. Right. Yeah. Um, but and wrestling's easy to talk about, but you know, I didn't meet my goals. But then I started, you know, and that's bothered me for a long time. You know, I put in the hours to meet my goals, but uh, and a lot of people would say, Well, you did pretty damn good, but no, they weren't my goals. You right. know, uh, you know, it didn't go the way I wanted it to, no different than TJ. But guess what? You asked, uh, you know, date. You yes, asked Taylor, you yes, asked John Smith. I guarantee you, none of them met all their goals, right? Yeah. I know Kerry Colot did. not yeah, the guy deserved it, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but um, so I had to rewire my brain, right? And uh, my dad, and you probably heard this a thousand times, through my brother Ari, because uh, you know we're friends on social media. But it, um, it's just part of your education,
2: and uh, I always got it. But I'll, I'll tell you what, man, it's it's so much clearer now. Yeah,
1: And, uh, you know, it's it's been a blessing. And uh, I, I think, you know, a big part of it is the best people I know have overcome something through recovery. And it doesn't mean alcohol, right? It doesn't mean drugs, but something. It could be a death of a family member, you know, a divorce. Uh, the best people I know are, you know, survivors of some form of recovery, especially if they learn from it. Yeah. Right? And become better. But, yeah. TJ was uh, mod. There's, there's some things that he didn't admit to that that really impacted him, and we can talk about that too.
0: Okay. Um, so was it your dad or your uncle that got you into it initially?
1: Well, my you know, my whole family, and my brother or my dad's side were wrestlers, right? Um, you know, I think farmers and older generations. We weren't farmers. Uh, you know, many brothers. They're all shaped different. <laughs> you know, Tim was shaped uh my dad. I refer to him as Tim. Uh we we have since birth. People thought that was weird and he is my biological father. Yeah. But uh <laughs> you know, he was long and lanky, uh, but a little bit of a wild man. You know, he liked he liked drinking, you know, of course that's how he died. Um you know, then Denny was I'd say I'm most like Denny and his boy Denny Lee as far as personality, at least on my dad's side. Okay. And then, you know, Norm uh, was short. He was, a, he was a monster. And then, he, you know, there's an older brother named Jack. He unfortunately died in a car accident. He had, uh, uh he didn't get live little full life. So I never met You know. Yeah. But yeah, I'd, I'd say my dad. And then, you know, you know how it is. It's a village, right? You know, that's what's cool about the sport. Yeah. You know, every, you all work together. It's a blue-collar sport. Yeah. It just is.
0: Tell me, tell me a little more about your dad. They call him Fuzzy, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, he
1: was, uh T.J. You know they used to fight so much, and uh, you know T.J. would call him the bearded lady. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have the balls to do that. Um, I was obedient, right? Um, anything my dad told me to do, I did. You know, John Paul High. Um, you know, my dad is he's he's brilliant. Right. He's, he's a mathematician and uh, he knew numbers so well. And I get that from him. Not not to his level. Uh, But, you know, he was always looking in data and kind of like you're saying with the, um, you know, USA wrestlers, he was doing data sheets before, you know, you had databases, you know, and, and uh, everything was about, you know, we went from, everybody thinks we're kind of rich. We weren't, we went from very, very, very poor, to very, very, very rich, back to zero, right? So it's like, we, And it was fun. And, uh, you know, what my dad would always invest in was us, his family. Um, What he'd invest in was people. So, like, anybody, did did TJ talk about the high flyers? I watched that video, like, 20 times, but I forget. Our youth club?
0: Uh, A little bit. I believe he did. Yeah, that's where you guys started. I remember him telling me that.
1: Right, so my dad brought kind of Iowa mentality, Gable stuff, to Minnesota, right? Okay. And uh, he pushed us very hard, but this a small little town, Mount Westonka. It's where TJ and I consider where we're from. A beautiful city, you know, has lakes and, uh, you know, in the outdoors. And uh, he started this High Flyers Club, a youth program, um, and we became the number one team in the nation. And uh, it was simply by doing things the way others weren't uh you know bringing in coaches college guys not even paying them a ton of money but a little bit of money yeah Uh what made my dad a great coach and my brother a brilliant one so I'm glad this one uh, you know fell off the tree close to the tree but uh is he didn't care if you were a blue chipper right he cared about effort that's it and uh he would honestly say the poorest people are the toughest um so what he would do for the, the kids that then, you know, maybe their parents weren't higher income, right. Or maybe, uh, they worked on weekends. Well, we do a carpool every, ever before every tournament, if they couldn't, uh, pay for it, my dad would pay for it. If they if after the tournament, he'd bring everybody to this pizza on the lake and, you know, the kids would run loose and if they, you know, they couldn't afford it, he'd pay for it. Right. Um, so he's a very generous man and almost to a fault. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but, you know, you recognize that stuff um, very hard on us, uh, you know, to a level that most people wouldn't, um, you know, understand, but, you know, it's it's all in the name of love. Physic- uh, physically or mentally or both? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, ultimately pushing our limits. I, I think where you fail... And it's not necessarily a failure. TJ and I talk about nature, nurture and free will quite a bit. And I'll probably say it quite a few times because I think that's what dictates a person's life, right? One thing more than another, but the most beautiful thing is free will.
2: Yeah. You believe in
1: God, right? You know, free will, your ability to make a choice and, you know, make the right one. But, you know, nature being the, uh, you know, society brought up and nurture the family. Yeah. And, uh, where he failed was the culture of wrestling, because back then weight cutting was, you know, is was anybody who wrestles has to weight cut, but back then, how my dad explained it to me is the toughest guy is the one who can cut the most weight, and uh, so I did that, and I started severe weight cutting probably uh, in third grade, and I remember it as 55 down to 50, that's a lot of weight. you know, five pounds, and, uh, you know, the discipline that that took, because that was every weekend all the way through college, and quite frankly, it's, you know, kind of what stalled my career. I got sick of weight cutting. Yeah. Uh, But I got to do it at it, right? And I could do it for hours, hours, and it it creates that mental strength because it sucks. I mean, you watch some of those USC fighters, and they're adults, toughest guys in the world, right? And some of them don't make weight, or they're crying, or they give up. Well, I had to do that every weekend. Yeah, <laughs> every weekend. Um, uh, suffice it to say, I was happy. I got to see the change. I got to experience it, and it was kind of a sad story. You know, I, I would say the kids are martyrs for wrestling, but their family and their you know teammates and whoever loved them would probably not like that word. But for the sport, remember when all those kids died?
0: Yeah, mid nineties.
1: Right. And, uh, you know, that actually started happening when I was in college and something happened that was different. That's where people started doing creatine. Okay. And Germans have been doing it forever. Right. So we were eating creatine. I don't think a lot of people understood it fully and, uh, it works. But if you understand what creatine does, it, it holds water in your muscles. Right. Okay. And, uh, when you're sucking weight, you're trying to squeeze that out. And, uh, it doesn't work, right? So their body temperature is gross. You know, people have been cutting weight forever. Yeah. One year, five people, six people died. And what, what happened, in my opinion, I did a, a speech on it, because they never narrowed it down to creatine. But I, I, I cut weight my whole life. It was different. Uh, you know, I was in college. There was a couple times I had to go to a hospital, get water pumped back in me. Um, I hesitate to say, say names, but they know who they are. Uh, one of my buddies who, you know, I you know squirt off with quite a bit, I'll never forget, he fell off the scale and he had these huge cramps rolling through his legs and he's screaming in agony, about the toughest kid I know him. and then, you know, I'm trying to rub him out, not knowing what's going on and uh, sure enough, kids just died and uh, it sucked, right? But the rules changed and this is what I mean by martyr and uh, it, it became a thing where you had to weigh in two hours or one hour before right. you wrestle. so the ability to suck 20 pounds in one, you know, one night, regain your strength, liquids and power and perform. Um, you just can't do that. Right. You know, you do that and wrestle one hour after you're going to get your ass whooped. Yeah. Period. So it forced people to wrestle on to change. And in my opinion, they focus more on proper diet, uh, proper training, cross training, um, and you can, I mean, the, the, the results speak for themselves. All uh, the sport in the world, I've never seen it advance as much as it has in the last 20 years.
0: Yeah. It's
1: fascinating to me. Yeah. I love it.
0: Yeah. Are you glad to see him getting away from uh, the cutting weight and all that?
1: Yes. Yeah. I think it's truly what burns people out. Yeah. Um, you know, I did it. You know, all my friends know how hard I did it. But, you know, they don't truly know because they didn't live it. Right? Yeah. They came over and cut weight with me. And I did with some of them. Don't get me wrong. A lot of them cut tons of weight. Yeah, know, for sure. Uh, but, you know, if you ask any of them, a lot of them, it truly did burn you out. You know, it starts to become, all oh, right. I made weight, and you're not focused on what you should be, which is the wrestling, right? Yeah. Um, but also, we're just all better. If we're walking, walking around on nat- naturally 5% body fat and eating... So I got to experience it for one year, my senior year in college, and it was crazy. And uh, how much muscle I put on, right? I lifted weights my whole life. Yeah. But you can't really put on muscle without nutrients. Yeah. So um, I put on a ton of muscle. And how it would work is you got down, your body was naturally 5 to 10 pounds overweight. And what we'd do is uh, day of weigh-ins, we'd wrestle a 20-minute match, uh, you know, practice, and all of a sudden your warm-up's out of the way. You lose about 5 to 10 pounds yeah, uh, because you work so hard. And uh, you weigh in, maybe drink a little bit, and then you, you, you compete. And, uh, yeah, I, I think once you focus on, you know, it's always going to be a part of the sport. Uh, but with that said, if you focus more on what the sport is, which is wrestling, yeah, you're just going to see better wrestling.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that yeah. was that was a big reason that I I didn't continue wrestling, and I I was the same way. My my very first year, I was a my weight class was fifty two pounds, and my dad was like, you know, you could make forty nine in the you know right. b- by the morning you only weigh fifty. All you got to do is not eat, and then by the by morning you'll weigh forty nine. I'm like, okay. So I grew up thinking that I had to if I was going to win, I needed to be at the weight below whatever you know I weighed or whatever, and you know, and even to this day, I'm 46 and I feel like I have a borderline eating disorder sometimes, you know, like, dude, just, <laughs> did did, I do too. did that affect you a little bit
1: that way? Oh man, I, mean you know, my buddies who sucked weight. We talk about, it's PTSD. Yeah. I mean, I have nightmares about uh, weighing in and I'm, I'm drinking water, but the nightmare is not only do I, uh, you know, cheating on my diet, right? We call it cheating. I never cheated, cheated in. <laughs> that's why uh you know i, I don't know i we'll <laughs> joke about that so if i'm busting his balls it's simply because we're brothers No, yeah, know we, yeah. we, we do this all the time but uh no i <laughs> i i, I kind of lost my train of thought there just to make sure i wasn't be, beating up my brother too much but um because <laughs> you know he will punch back yeah uh no um Yeah, I mean, we have uh, nightmares about it, and it's usually drinking a bunch of water, and I can't quench my thirst. So I just wasted, and I have to cut off those two, three, five more pounds, and I didn't solve anything, you know? (laughs) It's, uh, yeah, it's PTSD. You
0: know, I used to, uh, when we'd go to, like, the Kid State Wrestling Tournament, that was the only time you'd see, like, a toll booth, and I remember thinking... I remember thinking, like, God, what a great job. They can just sit in there in the air conditioning and eat and drink whatever they want. And, like, like when you're going through it, when you're cutting weight, like, going to the gro- – I used to go to the grocery store and just, like, think of all the stuff I was going to eat. And then you buy all this crap, and then the next morning you drink a Gatorade, and you're so full you can't even stand it. So you got all this food you can't eat. Uh, right. Yeah. I used to I like – I-
1: you know, yeah. Took it out because you drank it too fast. Right? Yeah,
0: I did that too. Yeah. And sometimes I, <laughs> I, I used to like to go and watch people eat in the cafeteria because I'd be like, "Tomorrow I'm going to eat too." You know, <laughs> like, right? How psycho is that? You know, but right.
1: um, which we had it down to a science too, right? We call it floating weight, you know, and they measured you tens of a pound for goodness' sakes, which is crazy. But um, I knew how much I would float overnight. Based off of how I felt,
2: yeah. Within a
1: tenth of a pound, and uh, I did a speech. on, I hated speeches because I'm an introvert, and I did a speech on in college. And speeches come easy to me if it's something I know about, right? Yeah. And I and I did one on this theory about you know creatine weight cutting and explain what a routine looked like, and everybody thought I was crazy. And of course, all the you know the women in the class were like, oh, you know, how do you lose ten pounds like that? I'm like, hey, you don't want to. It sucks. Uh, B, um, it comes back within seconds. And it's, it's it's essentially a level of dehydration that 95% of the world will never fully understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's, it's hard to explain. I don't know about you, but the hunger pain stuff, those are easy. It's yeah. that, that last squeeze and that last drip, that last tenth of a pound or half a pound of water all your body, which, uh, which is challenging
0: yeah, yeah. The, the hunger pains for me like you get to a point where you almost feel like you're gonna throw up and right. then you just fight through that for just a couple minutes i mean there it's, it, it might be a couple of really brutal minutes but then it just kind of it just kind of goes away and then you're good as far as the hunger pains but yeah people right. don't understand like dehydrating yourself i i remember especially the first time making weight climbing up, walking up the stairs, and having to sit down in school, like, with nobody around, just, like, sit down, because my heart was beating so freaking fast, and, right. you know, and like you said, like you touched on, that, you know, you're not getting better at wrestling when that's all you're, uh, concerned about, but, so did you have to, do you, you cut a lot in high school, even after you won a couple of state titles?
1: Every weekend. Yeah. Every weekend, yeah, I mean, I'd wrestle off, you know, like, you know, once I got bigger and a little bit more stronger, uh. You know, they uh you know, my team I'd do whatever they wanted for me, right? Or wanted of me. Um, I didn't care if I lost. Uh you know, I think I had losses every year in every year in high school except my senior year. And I damn near lost my senior year, right? Yeah. And to, to ninth grade. Uh and I almost did a week later too, and that was humbling. Um Same kid but, you, no, so one was, uh, he's a stud, you know, he ended up, his name's Luke Becker. Okay. And and I kid you not, the pressure was on because, you know, someone hasn't, I think it's like 20 years since someone won a four state title. And then, you know, on top of that, uh, I think I was the only one to do it for all four double A. I think there's one that did two in single A and, you know, two in double A because back then there's two classes in Minnesota, right? Yeah. So I was considered the first one in, like, 20 years and the first one, I think, to ever do it in strictly double-A, uh, which is bigger schools. And there's a lot of pressure, and sure enough, you know, the thing that scared me the most is someone I didn't know. And then I just started seeing this Luke Becker name climbing up the records, right? And then so I looked at looked him up, and, then, you know, I wasn't scared of anybody who didn't do freestyle and grapple because TJ and I went all year you know, a lot of people just did folk style, or right. maybe, maybe, in free, we went all year, we did Ironman, you know, all three styles, and, uh, <laughs> so, Luke Becker, uh, you know, I meet him in the semis, and he, you know, he's beating me, he, he had the first take down. I couldn't believe how freaking strong this kid was, I'm like, oh my god, you're in ninth grade, <laughs> and, uh, He's, he's a beast of a man yeah um, yeah anyways, the name. he took me down i tried he got a leg up and i tried to flying cradle which i can typically get on most people and i got away so two to one uh my choice in the second so i picked down i got away couldn't take him down two two so his choice he picks down uh which is you know in our in our family that's a free point you know so i'm like shit i'm down i'm gonna let him go and I could, you know, you know how when you're on that mat, you can hear the only voice. Everything else is in a tunnel. It's my dad's or my brothers or my coaches or, you know, maybe my, my buddy, right? Well, my tunnel is my dad. And he's like, ride him for a little bit, you know? So I did. And I bathed him. Um, I, I gave him my leg because I was doing this stuff. Uh, my buddy, uh, Dave Draugmuller, who's was my coach's st- son, who's a stud. He's an All-American for uh, Nebraska. He, he was good at working with style, so he taught me how to cut a corner from a, a high crouch. Okay. And uh, I, I was working on that cause nobody taught that crap. You know, I had to teach, you know, they taught everything I did, they taught against. I couldn't wrestle like the short, strong guys. I was telling Lanky from weight and cut, weight cutting, right? Yeah. Um, so I baited him, I got him in the cradle, and I turned him, and I held him there the whole period. And, you know, so I won, and I, I remember I couldn't. Squeeze my hands, yeah, because I was so tight I couldn't sign my name afterwards. And uh, long story short, Luke Becker never lost a Minnesota high school match again.
2: Okay, he was a
1: four-time All-American for the Gophers, so he ended up being a teammate. He was a national champion for the Gophers, and then uh, ultimately uh, he's a coach, the assistant coach there now. So he wasn't bad. Yeah, and pretty good. Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Um, the second one was a guy named Jake Clark, and that was a week later. And that was three step. And he was one of my prodigies, the little kid. You know, they wrestled for the high flyers and he damn near beat me, seven the six. Well, Jake Clark's a, a in Greco. You know, he's still making or trying Olympic Kings and he's like forty two. You know. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, I mean, good guys. And uh, you know, they asked me, I remember they said, Do you think that another guy's gonna do it? And I said, Yeah, I think this Chad Erickson guy's gonna and he's right behind me. I in fact I tried to cut down the rest him and he's one of my best friends. It's actually the guy who took my spot at the U. Okay. We're best buds. Like, we're, you know, one of my best friends. And uh, I think he's going to do that. And and they asked why. I said, well, I think people are getting the training that my brother and I did. You know, my dad kind of helped start that in Minnesota. And I, I, you know, I, I take a lot of pride in that because now we got, I got like six buddies that that's all they do is run wrestling schools. You know, Pinnacle would be like Brandon Paulson, Jared Lawrence. I don't know if you know those names. Yeah. We got Thorn, which is the Thorn Brothers. Uh, his, their dad was one of my mentors. He runs the camp. You got Chad Erickson; he runs his Minnesota Elite stuff. Uh, you got JJ. Uh, that's you know we the Twins train. Okay. Um, and they, they do it as a business. You know they bring in college guys. You know it's it's sweet. Yeah. And yeah.
0: Is there one of your titles in high school that were that you point to that was the toughest to win?
1: You know, I tried to make each one tough. Uh, you you like Rocky, right? Oh yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the easiest one is the first, right? I liked Rocky three a lot because you know he, he he got the glory, he got the fame. The girls are you know kissing him on the cheek, and uh, you know Adrian was pissed off on the side, <laughs> and you know he he got complacent, right? Yeah. Well, there's always a clever Lang. There's always someone you know in that sweaty gym just ripping out pull-up pull-ups and his own goal is to beat you right and i had a lot of that so my first year i and i would said this in an article once uh it was i didn't believe i could do that um my coach put grant me at six at the beginning of the year and i was like well thanks and he's like you're better at six and uh my second year was to prove it to myself not only that uh the guy who i beat in double overtime or whatever it was uh travis shives he's a great guy um, I felt bad for him. He would have been a three-time state champ, but I wasn't in his way. Oh, really? Yeah, I met him everywhere. year. Yeah, and he said, uh, he wrote an article, and he said, Ty will never get me in that move again. And uh, my coach put on my locker, and, uh, you know, that ruffled my feathers. So, of course, I'm going to do it again, right? right. Yeah. Um, so that was my kind of my second one. My third one, I, I think my brother told you about. I busted my, my thumb in practice. I thought I was dislocated, because if you dislocate something, it looks ugly, right? So I I ran to my coach and asked if he uh, could pop it back in. And he had this saying, you know, is it an owie or an injury? And he said, Ty, that's an injury, right? So I went and got cast up, and about it wasn't healing. So they didn't set it right. So I had to have it rebroken. Okay. And that sucked. Uh, You know, they didn't even put me out for that. I remember I teared up. Um, And they had to rebust it, reset it, and I missed so much of the season. And then then this whole team came to watch me, and I got, I think, pinned. Oh, wow. And it was so embarrassing. Um, After that tournament, I had, like, a uh, a losing record, you know, going into my third state title. I also chipped my bone back. You know, we just didn't talk about our injuries. You talk about that, people are going to take advantage of it, right? Yeah. But I had this cast, which is illegal. I, but, but I had it taped up so much they couldn't tell but I couldn't grip, right? And grip's so important in wrestling but that was my hurdle my junior year, right? And I used that as a motivator and it ended up being my best high school state title as far okay. as uh, point spread. Yeah. And then my senior year it was the pressure. You know, it was harder than I thought. Yeah. Um. You know, it was, it was distracting. And... Uh, But it also was a motivator. You know, I got in trouble in high school drinking. Um, My coach sat me down. He's like, you'll have plenty of time for beers in the future because you worked your whole life for this." And he was right. So, you know, I joined cross country (laughs) to, to, you know, get rid of my penalty. But, you know, I, I ended up being pretty good at cross country. You know, because I got long legs and, uh, you know, like a gazelle, I can run distance. I can't run sprints. It takes those legs a long time to get going, right? Yeah, <laughs> But I have good lungs. So, you know, that was a blessing. So as long as you, you know, anything in, I think, life that comes your way, as long as you respond to it, right? Who cares what direction that road takes you, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, that yeah, they're all tough. <laughs> and, and and
0: you went you went undefeated your senior year right so you uh, I did. obviously handled the pressure pretty well.
1: Um, uh, the, the pressure, you know, which one was the most difficult or rewarding, and uh, ultimately, I, you know, I, I they all work for different reasons, right? And I think you have to keep that mindset if you want to stay on top. Um, and I don't know if you watch MMA. I love it mainly because I like martial arts, but uh, it doesn't matter what martial art. But really because wrestlers have an outlet to make a career and they're dominating it. You know, any grappling I liked. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu, uh, Istanbul, uh, My grandpa, I believe, what, is what they call catch-and-catch. Catch. Do you know what that was? No. Um, that's what uh, evolved into uh, pro wrestling. So oh, basically wow. is wrestling until you submitted someone. And what happened is the matches would go forever eventually, right? So they started staging it. Then they started adding, you know... <laughs> you know the the soap opera to it. Yeah, uh, from my understanding, but I, I, I just you know grappling is grappling. It's just different rule sets, and it's done everywhere in the world, everywhere. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if I could have, I I would have done judo. We couldn't find one. Uh, my brother got me in the inter- really interested ensemble. Uh, that's, uh, you know, what where that Russian Khabib is. Okay. Uh, and uh, you know, kind of that Rocky story, right? Conor McGregor. Yeah. Humble roots, poor plumber, hungry, got to the top. Well, guess what? You know, he let the top get to him. He thought he was better than everybody else. And he got humbled by a guy from Dagestan. You don't mess with people from Dagestan. Yeah. No kidding. They're they're, they're good grapplers. Yeah. 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 But, um, Yeah, I actually uh, just joined Jiu-Jitsu because I wanted to do it for years. I had not wrestled in 20 years, and I was having a heck of a time doing it um, because it's new skill sets, right? And you see some of those translating over to wrestling and vice versa. Um, And I I tore my arm one month in. Everything. You know, everything. And I didn't even notice it because, you know, I just kept going. And then afterwards, I'm like, oh, that's an injury. And, uh, yeah, I tore my ligaments, my tendons, yada, yada, yada. And I'm, uh, I'm trying to, uh, avoid surgery and unsuccessfully doing that by, uh, pounding away at PT. It's, it's been a bitch. Yeah. Um, I, I, I underestimated a shoulder injury, injury, but, uh, it's yeah. so dynamic, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. going on in there yeah. and, uh, um, yeah, it, it, the physical therapy is where the healing is, you know, like. Yeah. Like my mom, like not to go off on this, but my mom uh, it, it breaks my heart because she always had these surgeries, but she never did the physical therapy and if you don't do the right. physical therapy, you're better off never getting the surgery and right. I had a shoulder injury a few years ago or it was a torn bicep tendon, and Ooh. I got the surgery and and it wasn't getting any better and then i I asked myself like well dum dum, are you doing the are you doing the physical therapy and I wasn't. And as soon as I started doing it, it got better, you know? So, and that's when I realized, like, well, shit, mom, if you would have, you know, done the physical therapy, you would be, you know, not as hobbled as you are now. But, um, so when you went to Minnesota, did you ever consider going anywhere else or was it always going to be Minnesota?
1: Uh, yes and no. Um, you know, I was getting a lot of full ride offers. Uh, I'd say the only other school I was really considering, well, I'd say Michigan, you know, both Michigan and Michigan State. Uh, you know, I like the north. I'm a northerner. I like lakes. You know, I fish a lot. Uh, but Arizona had my eye. Uh, I like Zeke Jones and uh, Leroy, Smith, or Leroy Smith, I'm sorry, you know, yeah. uh, John, Johnsboro. Uh, he's very personal. Uh, but, you know, there's a number of things why I chose Minnesota. And, uh, you know, one for my family. Um, I had a high school sweetheart at the time. Um, we're not with each other. Um, <laughs> but I, I didn't choose it for that reason. Um, you know, Marty Morgan, who was my childhood coach that was there. A lot of people I looked up to were there. Uh, we had the number one recruited class in my grade, or for, for my year. And I knew these guys, they're studs. Um, the year, The class above me, and even the class above that, was, uh, studs, you know, Brian Paulson, Jason Davids, uh, you know, Tim Harton, who I didn't know as well. He blossomed in college. Uh, he's a two time national champ. He's a stud. Yeah. Um, but the idea is Minnesota never won a title. Right. So I wanted to be on a team that would win a title and, uh, we damn near did, you know, we took second, my junior and senior year. And then, uh, ultimately, um, we won a Big Ten title, and that stopped like 15 straight for Iowa. Nice. Uh, so I have a Big Ten ring. I don't know where it's at, but, you know, Big Ten championship ring. It's not an individual one. Um, then uh, after I graduated, we won back-to-back. And the first year we won it was pretty awesome because uh, we didn't have one chance.
0: Oh, yeah, There's that's team,
1: right. Yeah team effort.
0: Ten All-Americans, all
1: right? yeah all 10. and it was here's the other part, he's in Iowa city yeah and uh me and my buddy BJ, he's one of my best friends we uh we went there and we wanted to sit with the hot guys and you know they're chanting you know five 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 because they have five guys in the final we had zero um and no other team has done that right and uh to me that that was cool because it you know, it eventually became, you know, wrestling's an individual sport. You know, you do what you're supposed to do, and everything else takes care of itself, right? Yeah. Um, but that one, you know, all those guys missed out on their goal. Everyone, anybody who wrestles at that level wants to be a national champ, period. Yeah. And uh, they still pulled it back and pulled it together as a brotherhood to take home Minnesota's first national title. And, uh, you know, I, I wish I could have been a part of that. Uh, but, you know, the group I was a part of was awesome. You know, we would have won it, but unfortunately, my buddy, one of my best friends too, uh, Brandon Avon, he's a head coach. Yeah. Uh, he happened to run into a buzzsaw named Kale Sanderson. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's a tough one to overcome. And, you know, I'll tell you how good Brandon was. Cale decided not to wrestle in the world championships his senior year because he, you know, he, he was going for an undefeated streak. Yeah. He, so Brandon took his place. Brandon took second in the world championship.
0: Yeah. I remember Brandon never got
1: his title. Yeah. You know? So um, so was that yeah. uh was that Kale's freshman year? It well they wrestled twice. So okay. like uh, I remember because I actually saw Kale did lose in college. Yeah. People aren't aware of that. He as a redshirt freshman Paul so a named Yeah Paul Jen. Yeah. Yeah. He wrestled for Iowa Central. Okay. Nice. Yeah, he died unfortunately. Um, oh wow. He's a good wrestler, but he, uh, you know, he's a red shirt. So Cale did red shirt. And uh, it was at this tournament in Iowa. I remember I was there and I watched it. And I remember coming back to Brandon and I'm like, you got your hands full, brother. You got you got a man at that size that moves like a guy our size. And I knew the Sandersons I battled them all. Uh, you know, Cody would probably be the biggest one I uh, battled. Uh, I don't think I ever beat Cody. I beat uh, Cole. Cole. I do think I, I wrestled Kale, and I'm pretty sure I beat him, but he's like five years younger than me, you know?
2: Yeah. And he
1: prob- probably took him over to He's a stud. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he ran into him. He also had Cornier uh, at his weight. Yeah. Um, he was a three-time All-American. He should have been a four-timer. Uh, he should have been at least a one-time champ. I mean, shoulda, woulda, coulda, right? Uh, you know, that's, what's great about the sport, you know, Brandon's not, I'm, I'm sure he, he has disappointments about his career, but boy, was a colorful. Yeah. And, uh, and that just kind of, I don't know. I think anybody who wrestled Russell, Russell never reached the goals. Yeah. <laughs> so. was, was Brock Lesnar on your teams? He was. Yeah. So Brock and I were buddies. He, uh, he came later, uh, junior and senior year because he went Juco first, right? Okay. And that, that was a cool story because we had another stud. His name was Shelton Benjamin. He was Jupiter first, too. Uh, they're both stars in the WWE. Yeah. Um, but we were at a tournament. Uh, I think it was called the Buys, you know, North Dakota. And, uh, you know, Shelton got beat. And all of a sudden, you just hear this, the crowd just. You know, this, what is that? And, you know, we look over and, like, what is that? And it was Brock Lesnar, right? <laughs> he's the closest thing to a true bike and I have ever seen. Yeah. And uh, he's a good guy. I mean, he's small town. I mean, he, he doesn't really like people. Um, So he, when he's going WWE, I'm like, you know, you have to be around people and entertain them. And, you know, he's <laughs> the biggest star now, right? He makes so much damn money. But uh, he flies up to, I think, Canada. He has all this land and no, no internet or anything. And I, there's like this video of him carrying a dead deer across Lane. He's he's a yeah he, he's a specimen, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean he uh, same thing, you know. So he wrestled uh, Stephen Neal in the finals, and you know Stephen Neal beat him, and we lost by half a point. And oh, wow. uh, Stephen Neal, I, a lot of people don't know him. He never lost internationally. He's a world champ. But then he went to professional football. He didn't play football. Yeah. Well, he has five Super Bowl rings. You know, he he paid for the Patriots. Never played football. So he was a freak, too. Um, I didn't realize he never lost internationally. No, he only lost to Kerry McCoy. Okay. So domestically. So he didn't make a team, I believe. But uh, I'm pretty sure he was undefeated on the international world level. One for one. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Awesome. He's uh he,
1: he had great technique. Well Brock, I would say, you know, Brock had technique, but he was his brute strength. But it was earned. If you ever if you ever watch that man lift weights, it's crazy. It's intimidating. Yeah. You know, doing power snatches next to a guy like him, they'd call me Bambi, <laughs> you know, because my knees would go in. You know <laughs> I got these long chicken legs, but uh, you know, what made me feel good about that is they also called Chad Kraft Bambi. Yeah, he's the first four-time All-American for uh, Minnesota. He's a stud. He should have had a title. Um, he blew his ankle like 30 seconds into the finals against the guy he he, he didn't lose to. Yeah. Right here, so, um, but yeah, time is important in wrestling too, right? Uh, like anything in life, you know, time in the place. Uh, backtracking
0: a little bit i wanted to ask you was it true is it true that you did you never got a takedown on your brother until like he came back from college your senior year or something
1: yeah i picked a fight with him this morning (laughs) trying to use math and science (laughs) and stem you know science technology engineering math uh you'll have to read it it's about uh busavar yeah who's my favorite wrestler okay um you know because he did stuff long and lanky and he is about my age and but you couldn't There's no Satya's back then, right? You just, there's no YouTube. There's no flow wrestling. So you made it get to VHS tape. Well, TJ is John Smith. And uh, yeah, he's... I never scored on him. My senior year, I did. And uh, I took him down John Smith's move, his move, a little single. Nice. And uh, I don't think we ever wrestled again. And I'm glad we did. You know, because in. In college, TJ, uh, I think he he gave it a really good, serious year. He didn't make weight, so it didn't work out for him. Uh, He blew his shoulder and did exactly what you just said. Didn't do his PT. He's going to need shoulder surgery again. He's honest about that. Yeah. Um, You know, drinking, uh, of course. And then, uh, you know, it's just what I saw and where I knew I'd be able to give him another try is I, I saw him lose to a couple guys, right? In college, and then uh, my true freshman year, I, I was beating a couple of those guys, and I never beat anybody. My brother did, right? Um, now he might always have that older brother thing on me. Yeah, we're too hurt to go at it. My mom would have to <laughs> sign a waiver. It'd have to be up to my mom, and we'd have to do all three. We'd yeah. have to be, a, you know, freestyle, folk style, and grapple if it, neither of us sweep, sweep it to, to figure it out.
0: And, and both of his boys are little studs, and what are they like? How old are they now?
1: Uh, I believe 14. They look so young. Um, they're, they're hammers, man. Yeah. Uh, you know as well as I do. Brothers. You know, if I ever get in a fist fight, there's a few things I want to know. First, I check out their ears, right? If they have cauliflower, okay, they're either a striker or a grab. Uh you know, second thing is size, of course. You know, if it's a two hundred and fifty pound man, that's not gonna be easy as you know, someone my size. Yeah but then I wanna know if they have brothers. Yeah. <laughs> because if they have brothers, that means they fist fight more than the average person who doesn't and T J took it to a new level. Um He was a fighter. He was a fist fighter. Um you know, he was mean. Um but you know, he's he's an amazing technician. I uh his kids are twins. So think of twins. You know, TJ and I couldn't wrestle because he he just, first of all, couldn't take it easy on me. He'd smash me. Uh, He didn't want to take it easy on me. Um, So therefore, we couldn't really learn as much. We would. I mean, we'd grapple. But, you know, twins, same size. Um, yeah. You got a practice partner every day, and you know they had bite marks. We had to separate them as babies because they had bite marks. They're biting each other as babies, <laughs> um, but they are like best friends. And uh, but if you think of twins, think of you know Brands, yeah. Steiners, yeah. Fanics, Uh You know the list goes on and on, and it's simply because you got someone. You know twins can go different directions, and that always surprises me. Yeah, you know, same blood, same nurture, same nature. So free free will. Right, took them on different directions, but usually they're they're to pick each other up and push each other. Um, You know, the Titans having more success, so we worry a little bit about that and how that affects Joel. But Titans also Joel's biggest fan. You know, he brings them up, and Joel is going to be a late bloomer. He's like me. He's he's more he's more introverted. He's a little bit more calculated. Worries too much, right? Uh, Titan walks around like his shit don't stink, right? He has so much confidence. So, you know, Twins, they're completely different. I'd say he's more like TJ. Um, They both have a little bus in them. As long as they keep straight and narrow, um, they'll be fine. But, you know, they got a little Frederick's blood in them, so we'll we'll see where that takes them. But I think they'll do good. And I actually uh, brought up that video that you and him did. TJ, And I think to you, too. I said thank you because – you know, honesty is the best policy, right? And that's where my dad kind of failed. You know, lead by example. Uh, don't drink, don't smoke, you know, get up, work out, you know, do whatever. Uh, you know, he made money, that you know, he didn't have to do that stuff. Uh, whereas TJ, his practice is what he preaches, right? Yeah. He doesn't drink. He explains to him why. Uh, now he has a, an uncle that can explain what it did to him because I think everybody's relationship with di- uh, with alcohol is different. Yeah, um, alcohol affects people in so many different ways. My my brother's battle with it was different than my dad's. My dad's was different than my mom's. And my mom's wasn't anything except for the fact my dad died and we went through tough tough shit. Yeah, um, you know she pulled through. TJ pulled through, and you know I, I came a little bit later, and you know but mine was different. You know people say. Uh, you know, it's in your DNA to be ad- addicted. I mean, no, it's not. You know, anything in excess makes you an addict. It just does. To me, it's more of a learning disability. And based off of nature, nurture, and free will. And that's actually how I got sober, right? I started uh, researching it. And, you know, I knew I was drinking too much. Uh, what got me was, was wine, brother. Wine. Oh, yeah. And I'm so embarrassed because I underestimated it. Um, I never drink daily until I found wine. And it's kind of like what you were saying earlier. I drink everything fast. Everything. And it's because I'm constantly dehydrated. I cook my hot coffee in the microwave so it's boiling so I don't drink it too fast.
0: Oh, wow. I, I kid
1: you not. Um, I can't help it. Um, if there's ice cubes, I'll put my hand in there and I'll eat ice cubes constantly. Huh. Uh, it's weird. I've actually broken that habit. Uh, but I started researching, uh, you've probably heard of, uh, like, Dry January, maybe? I have. Uh, where people quit drinking for a month, right? Yeah. Well, I was looking at, like, Europe. They're a country that drinks a lot like us, and they've been doing uh, Dry January for a long time. And the results are fascinating. And uh, do you like Joe Rogan? You know, comedian, podcast guy. Yeah, yeah, I like Joe. I like him a lot, too. He, uh, he's, you know, he's done a lot for wrestling and stuff and MMA, but uh, he does it. And he does it in January, but he also does it in October.
0: Yeah. So, so, October. so that
1: yeah. So it, that way, it's ultimately not a New Year's resolution, right? And you know what they find is people just really don't understand drinking. You know, they they say, "Well, the doctor says you can have this many." That's not true. The doctor, if you ask a the doctor, they'll say zero. Yeah. You should have none. And the amounts they give you, they've already reduced, and on top of that, uh, they say you can only have a cap per week, so people misread it. Um, the DNA part is is more uh, difficult because it's in your blood, meaning you can handle it more, right? Yeah. So think like Native Americans, on average, I don't like the stereotype, or any culture that didn't drink. Well, they struggle would drink, and Europeans, you know, we've been drinking for a long time, and, you know, if it's in your family, it's in your family, so, I didn't understand what dependence meant, right? Yeah. At least clearly, and kind of like you said, your friends that drink till high school, they might not get in trouble, they might not drink and drive, they might not fight, but I guarantee you they're developing dependency. Yeah. Because it's alcohol. It doesn't matter how much you can drink, and uh, one day, I was like, man, I think. I can't remember last time I didn't have a drink. And, uh, you know, I started, you know, AA wasn't for me. I've done it. I brought my brother in there, you know, not, you know, I wanted to see what was all about. And I think it's awesome for the right people. Right. Yeah. Uh, their success rates aren't that high. Uh, so I looked at it. Okay. Well, let's challenge yourself. Let's see how two weeks go. Let's see how three weeks go. And all of a sudden, my goodness, I couldn't believe how good I felt. Yeah. Um, I suffered a lot of anxiety. Another thing I was embarrassed about, that started happening when my pops died. Um, We we took on a lot, man. It was difficult. And uh, I had these... My first panic attack. I didn't know what a panic attack was. I thought I was having a heart attack and I ended up in the ditch, right? Um, Well, they said you suffered from anxiety. And I'm like, anxiety? I'm not scared of anything. I'm not pussy. So I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I didn't realize who anxiety was. Yeah. Um, and it's not something to be ashamed of. And that, this coworker of mine, uh, he probably doesn't even remember, and I didn't even know him that well. He explained it to me quite well. He, he knew my dad was dying, because I worked with him. He goes, well, anxiety type, you hold out a glass of water, it's not heavy, right? But hold it for a day. You know, it'll start getting heavier. And I, I'm like, ah! You know, so... <laughs> What well, I was shocked about, it. I knew there was a correlation between anxiety and alcohol. I didn't realize it could possibly be the causation, right? Yeah. And so I quit. It's like not all the anxiety, of course, but the majority of it. And uh, I think what people struggle with when it comes to drinking is, first of all, thinking they have to quit like everybody else. I had a lot of people who quit say, "You have to, you know, cut out your friends, this, that." I'm like, "Don't oh, screw that. They're my fucking friends." You know, they, they, they like drinking when they fish. You know, they like whatever, wrestling tournaments, you know, NCAAs, they're gonna drink beer. Right. I'm not gonna cut that all my life. So I threw myself head first into it. You know, I went fishing with my buddies. Um, you know, the social stuff I like, and you know, quite frankly, I like it better. Um, everything in life is better. Uh yeah. you know, even my brother would say this. I well I quit drinking forever, I don't. Um I would never say that. Uh, but I can guarantee you I won't ever drink to drink. I didn't like it drunk. Yeah. Uh, it's that it's, it's crutch, right? That mask. And uh, it, it helps with anxiety until it doesn't.
0: Right. And then it, may, and then it um, induces anxiety. You got it, man. Yeah. Well, you quit,
1: right? What was your story like?
0: Um, it's been over 10 years for me since I drank. But, um, you know, there towards the end, I would wake up at like 6 a.m. and super anxious Even if I I could go to bed at 4 a.m., and I would still wake up at 6 a.m., and just anxiety would just flood my stomach, you know, couldn't couldn't remember what I did the night before and all that, and that's another thing that people don't realize about drinking. They think that, well, they go to work every day, and they do this, and they do that, and they, you know, people think that if you're not, like, in a ditch somewhere, that you don't have a problem, and it's like, it's not necessarily how much you drink, um... It's more what you do when you drink, you know. Right. And what basically the gist of it is that every bad thing that happened to me in my life was pretty much alcohol related. So right. I was like, well, let me just take that out of the equation and it just I always tell people it was like having a brick pack uh, it was like having a backpack full of bricks on. And when right. I quit drinking it was like I just went Ugh fuck, right. this, this is so much easier, <laughs> you know, like, right. like having, right. instead of walking around that way and, you know, even in my mid-twenties, I'm so much healthier now at 46 than I was at 26, right. um, you know, I mean, not to like brag on my push-up prowess, but like, now I can do 50 push-ups and it not even, not win me at all, and I remember being right. in my, right. I remember being in my mid-twenties and getting down in a hotel room and doing 50 push-ups and, Shit, I don't know how long it took me to recover, but it, it right. was hard. And, right. uh, you know, so I wouldn't I wouldn't go back to it for, for anything. And I think it's great that, that Titan and Joel have a dad who went through it because they're right. obviously both very talented. And I, I really look forward to watching their careers because I kind of feel like I know them a little bit. Um, right. And he will be able to tell them, hey, this is why I don't do this and this is... You know, it could be in your bloodline, and there's a good chance that you could develop a problem. So you should probably just stay away from it. And that's not to say they never will, because, like you said, free will. But, um, but I think it will help. And uh, oh, for sure. And, and I was curious when it comes to them. I, I noticed that that TJ said they 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 forfeit to each other. They never wrestle each other, right?
1: They did, yeah. And then. Uh you know, a little bit of talking started happening and stuff like that and uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to see this, but you know, right now Titans have a little bit more success as far as winning. You know, the problem with our sport is you know, we're so obsessed with winning. Right. Uh, Rather, and that's why, you know, I don't think it's ever been considered a martial art. Jiu-Jitsu is different and there's a lot more longevity in this sport because it's not purely about competition. It's about you know, getting belts. We yeah. prove our belts through competition, right? But we didn't want to have to have a, and this is TJ's decision, it's his kids, right? But he, he also, you know, runs stuff past me. I, I, I'm like, you know, I think there's something cool about it, you know, to battle each other out. But, you know, once it starts becoming, I'm, you know, beating <laughs> my chest because I'm better than you and breaking you down. No, that's, and, they, you know, they both don't want to. And there, there you have it. You know their decision, and uh, and they're—I I kid you not—they're best friends. You know they fight,
0: sure, and they uh,
1: they roll around, but they're typically laughing. So it's quite a bit different than TJ and I's fighting. Um, yeah, keep your eye on me, man. They're uh, they're going to be doing well, and uh, I'm looking forward to working with them more. I uh, you know I stepped away from wrestling when my pops died. That was pretty hard on me. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand why, but, you know, there's there's more stuff going on. TJ and I, we don't burden ourselves when it comes to our family. or burden other people for ourselves, right? And, uh, you know, my mom had nothing, and uh, TJ and I dealt with that. I could have snapped my fingers and, you know, a thousand wrestlers would have showed up to move everything, but I didn't want to burden them. This was yeah. our burden. And, uh, you know, in hindsight, we showed up. You know, friends are there for a reason, and, you know, my, my dad did a lot for a lot of people. They would have died for um uh, but you know, it's it's that excuses. We're so scared to make excuses on uh, why something's difficult. But uh the reality is some of these things are tough and uh you know they can cause PTSD or anxiety. I don't look at those as weaknesses, I look at them as trying to understand them and move forward and you know, hopefully have a positive impact on uh, you know, I don't have kids But, you know, TJ's kids are my kids. You're right. Uh, you know, any kid I uh, run into, I want to be a good role model for, right? Um, I just think that's the, the appropriate thing to do. Um, but uh, yeah, they're they're awesome. Yeah, and they're loving. They're loving. I, I'll tell you what, I give that to my mom. You know, the the champ in the story is my mom. She does not get enough uh, res- respect. So that lady. So we we watched Tate's before anybody watched Tate's. And, you know, it wasn't a little cute little phone that he carried around. It was one of those giant jukeboxes that yeah. great dancers used, right? Yeah. And she'd chug that thing everywhere. And I, uh, every tournament, she'd just sit there patiently waiting for us to wrestle. Uh, my dad, you know, he had to get the gab, so he was out there blabbing around to anybody he could, anybody who'd listen to him. Um, and she just did that every day, didn't complain. Uh, my dad would make me watch masses uh, right after I wrestled. Uh, because if I was in the zone, I didn't remember, you know, it was all instinct. Yeah. So I want to watch it. Uh, when we got home, I had to watch it. My mom turned into an IT professional cause she had to literally connect all these things. And so my dad could just sit there and watch tapes over and over again. Um, but she does that, you know, I think what she brought to the twins, cause you know, he had a, he had a little bit of a break with the mom twins, right? Um, I don't know how much you guys talked about it, but you know, it's
0: not much, you know, they had
1: a, they had a break. And uh, my mom helped bring in that comfort to the kids, right? That uh, nurturing, that love. Because my mom is one of the, you know, I can't say not about her. She's one of the best people I've ever met. Every mom should be. I know there's bad moms out there, but they gave us life. Um, you know, trying to respect your mom.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> try
1: to respect your mom, right? Yeah. And I know you're going through some stuff, so I, uh, you know, best wishes there, too.
0: Oh, right. thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, you get to a point, too, where, you know, in your life, you, you can always blame your parents or, or whoever if you want to. But, a, a, you know, if, as a responsible adult, you get to a point where you have to be like, okay, they did this or this happened or whatever. What are you going to do about it? you know right. because nobody's going to come to your door and be like hey we heard you had a hard time <laughs> you know right. i mean life sucks it's hard for everybody in a lot of ways you know for for a variety of reasons and you just get to a point where you you know i have family members that i'm like look i know that your childhood was hard i get it and it sucks but there's no prizes for it you know right. you you get to a point where the only person that can do anything about it is you and if you're not willing to do that at least don't bitch about it.
1: (laughs) You nailed it. I mean, I'm into, you know, mindfulness, right? And, you know, I like, uh, you know, a little bit about Buddha and, uh, you know, some of the teachings of Buddhism, right? Yeah. And one that really, really stands out to me is, you know, living in the present. And that's free will. That is literally the only thing you truly have some control over, right? If you take a left or take a right, your day has changed. The butterfly effect. Yeah. Um, living in the past you know it's, it's good to reflect on it you know it's, it's important to understand history but if you're living in the past typically it's it's depression and if you're living in the future what you can't control that's anxiety right or but, it can be the yeah. only way you truly live is if you're doing it today and uh, you control that day how beautiful through free yeah. will and uh, a good good example of that is you remember helen keller right back when we were young there's all these helen keller jokes you know and i'd laugh about them but i had no idea what what was going on who's helen keller right yeah so then i find out she's deaf and blind and i'm like well well, why are you making fun of this person so then i wanted to you know learn more and she went out to talk and yeah (laughs) you know talk and uh you know being deaf and blind oh she's a hero you know, yeah. this probably one of my top five. Um, you know, Nelson Mandela would be one, and that's simply because I got to travel there. You know, TJ and I got wrestling gives you experiences, and life is experiences. I could care less about money, except it gives, you know, helps with those experiences. Yeah. Um, but I got to go to uh, South Africa with a great group of guys. Uh, I think every one of them will say is their their best, you know, experience ever. Um, we we're the first U S team to be there since they're banned from the Olympics for their apartheid rules. Right. It was right when Nelson Mandela got released from prison. My parents had to sign off on my life,
0: uh, cause there's riots there. And, uh, you know,
1: seeing segregation, uh, is, you know, Hearing it's ugly, but seeing it in real life is really ugly. Right. Yeah. And they're so far behind us. And we were like 16 and, you know, we wrestled their military and their police force and we kicked their asses. Um, T.J., he got to go to Russia. Um, and I can't remember if it was right before the fall of communism or, or right after. I think it was right before. Uh, but, you know, he saw Lenin's tomb. You know, they, like, mummified Lenin. You yeah. Know, so he looks like he's still alive, creepy. Um, you know, he's a uh, wolf and sheep, Colvin, I, I suppose. Yeah. But, you know, how many people get to do that? Yeah. Right? And uh same with where, how we grew up. My dad was brilliant. We'd wrestle all year long. we go junior nationals. You, you probably know junior nationals, right? Sure. It was in Fargo. And then what he'd do is he'd drive us way the hell up there in Canada, uh, eight hours north of Winnipeg in a friendly little place called Flin Flon, Manitoba. Uh, the lake was Lake Apipathis, and we lived there. You know, uh, it'd start off as like two weeks, then turn a month, I think maybe up to two months. Wow. But... We could run free. He knew we were wild, but we're not going to get in trouble in Canada. The Mounties might get us, you know, the local ladies, um, you know, the, their boyfriends might bite, come to bite us or something <laughs> like that. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, we fish. And uh, then we come back and we'd wrestle again. That was our life growing up. And, uh, you know, TJ and I were water rats. You know, we'd, you're, we'd never have our shirts on. Yeah, you're lucky that my shirt's on right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's not to show off. Um, that's one way I quit, you know, drinking. I uh, I was sitting at home, and I was looking in the mirror, and I couldn't believe how fat I was. And I was embarrassed to take my shirt off. I went to the doctor, and they're like, you're 205 pounds. I'm like, what? I've never broke 200. And then they said, you're getting close to diabetic. I'm like, what? <laughs> and, you know, something I can control type 2 diabetes, right? Yeah. Well, I got sober, and this is, the like you said, I break away about what you did, you know, at age 46, 50 push-ups, because other men can't do that. I can do 100 wow. now. Great. <laughs> right. yeah. You know, I did. I lost 50 pounds in six months. Wow. 50 pounds. Wow. Right after quit drinking, so I did take time to working out, and, uh, you know, I got too thin, but the goal is to first, you know, lose the fat, and then I put on muscle pretty quick. Um, I went from uh, 205 down to about 150. Then I got, bounced back up to 175, and this is like pure muscle. And then, uh, you know, I tore my shoulder in jiu and I uh, have to get, make my way back up there. But uh, everyday PT was a priority, period. It, it sucks. It's horrible. But, uh, yeah, I mean, my surgeon said most people get surgeries. He goes, I think you're a good plant uh you know, prospect for this, but if you don't do it, you're you're gonna need surgery. Um, but he liked that because I'm into yoga. Um, I'm into flexibility. Um, you know, I was working out quite a bit and he was a wrestler. And I went in there to try and sell him on rehab and he 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 recommended it. I was like, really? Because I was reading about shoulders.
0: You know, yeah. shoulders,
1: are, they're showing phenomenal results for PT versus health, uh, surgery. And it's exactly for what you said. Okay. People don't do their PT. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, I totally forgot what the heck I was going to say. Um
1: yeah, we, 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 No,
0: you're fine. When when uh when I stopped drinking, yeah, it just it just fell off me. I think I weighed like 189 at the time, and then within a right. minute, it seemed like within a few weeks I was down to like 172, and, and I really need to start doing yoga because um I, you know, I still work out like I'm freaking eighteen or something. The other day right. I was at, at the park and I was doing these hill sprints and they felt fine at the time. And then I'm done, and all of a sudden my hip flexor starts hurting, and I'm like, well, did you even stretch, you dumbass? You know, like, right? what's right. wrong with you? You know, I'll right. work out for an hour, and I won't stretch for 10 minutes, and and that's the best way to to stay young is to stretch. You know, right. it's such a simple thing, and, and uh, when I do stretch, I feel so much better. Um, and yoga's always been kind of slow-paced for me, so I, I think I just need to get into it just make myself do it until i get reap the benefits of it because it's not just about flexibility it's about your breathing and all that right yeah
1: so give it a try i used to make fun of it i i kid you not i'm like you can't get a workout doing that what the hell are you doing yeah and uh you know i threw my back up and i've had tons of surgeries tons of broken bones uh the back's here and that's why I'm, you know, hoping for blessings for my brother because he's got a bad back. And you just don't mess with that, uh, net, uh, you know, central nervous system. But I couldn't move. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I throw out my back every once in a while. Mine's more acute, you know, so it, it paralyzed me for like three days. It wasn't, you know, anything I need surgery, at least I hope not. But uh, I started doing yoga. Hasn't thrown back all at once. Nice. Um, I'm 45. I can do the splits. Um I didn't, re- I thought the same thing as you, and you can make it aerobic. You can make it mindful. Uh, one thing I do like is it brings you into the present when you're doing the slow yoga, uh, teaches you that breathing. But more importantly, it's it's something you can do forever. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be doing power cleans. <laughs> you know, I don't do power cleans anymore. I do all body stuff. Besides, yeah. uh, you know, push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups.
2: Yeah, me too. Uh, you know,
1: dumbbells, you know. Yeah, Dumbbells. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I, I kid you not, you'll love it. Do you know that, do you watch, you follow, uh, I'm sure, NCAA wrestling still, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know that Oklahoma State guy, the, you know, the hothead, the AJ Ferrari?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: It, yeah, he's built like a brick shit house, right? And, you know, just uh, a cocky Italian fella. And at first I hated him, but he's got a fan base now, and he is a phenomenal wrestler. But when he won his title, he break about yoga. And he said, "I can do the splits." Um, Boy, I wish I would have done this a long time ago.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I'd say try it. You'll dig it. Use it as your uh, recovery day.
0: Well, and Um, and I think I, you know, like you said, the the whole living in the present thing. You know, that's um, that that's a skill that you have to like develop because it's easy to live in the past. It's easy to to uh, worry too much about the future, and you know that they were talking. They were. Saying that that was Michael Jordan's gift, he could live in the present moment better than anyone. He said, "Why would I worry about a shot I haven't taken yet?" You know, right. and that sounds so simple. Well, just think that way. Uh, it's it's a it's something you have to work on. I feel like anyway. Um, to you to... can
1: though Conver- convert it to wrestling. So this is what I mean by uh, that. You know, wrestling's just part of your education, right? Um, I meditate every day. Um, I started that about, you know, two and a half years ago, every day. And you're right. It, 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 you know, my mind wanders. you know, how you get back and breathe. Focus on your breath, right? So that's the most basic thing of uh, meditation. But I used to do that, but for wrestling. You know, I'd meditate or, you know, visualize what I was going to do in the match. And yeah. whether it's a placebo effect or, or who cares, it works. Yeah. Uh, any athlete will tell you it's, what, 90% mental? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so if you if you're working and I, I could argue that a little bit, right? You can't have, you know, some short little guy who has no wrestling ability, um, wrestling Brock Lesnar and right. Different. but you know I mean it's yeah. uh, the mind is so powerful. And uh Jay Robinson, um, he pushes his guys pretty hard and that's who I was underneath. And you know, he's military special ops, Vietnam. He's a ranger, right? Yeah. And so, so he kind of beat us up like that. But not only that, he, he wrestled, you know, he coached under Gable for 20 years. And so I think he's, he wanted to one-up him a little bit.
2: Yeah. Um, but
1: he'd talk about the mind, and he'd use, he'd use analogies. I love analogies. Uh, but, you know, he talked about, you know, when you're going through puberty and you'd have a wet dream. He goes, your mind is so powerful that, you know, you literally have sex and you dream, and you have to wake up and clean yourself out. You know, it, it's uh, up, right? It's vulgar, I know, but it's true. Yeah. Your mind is so powerful, and what you dream of can, uh, you know, be be powerful. And uh, he talked about farmers, too, because I think farmers are the toughest men in the world. Yeah. And when we're bitching about using the same muscle groups every day, he'd correct us. He goes, Farmers use, you know, muscles, the same muscles every day, and to live. And uh, my dad brought me, I don't know if TJ remembers this or my mom, but. He wanted me to know because I wasn't, you know, ever a farmer, what it was like to be a farmer. So I bailed, hey, with some, you know, wrestling guy I knew, it sucked. <laughs> and <laughs> but I knew what I was up against, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, a farmer does that before they go to school. Then they have to do their practice, their weight lift, and then they have to come home and do it again. And then they w- wake up and rinse and repeat. Yeah. And uh, I can't say enough about them. You know, they don't have the Greek bodies, but they grab you. Um, it's like a vice grip. Yeah. You're like, what the hell is that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah. Jay Robbins, he Uh, was great too. Didn't he make a world team or an Olympic team or something?
1: Yeah, his claim for fame is he is the man for both uh, freestyle and grapple. Okay. And uh, they're on the same team. uh, uh, He was on the same team as uh, Gable. Okay. And that's how they became friends. But I think he was representing the United States for grapple. And, uh, you know, they admired each other, you know, similar, you know, they're wired the same. Um, and they, they did great things. And, you know, from my understanding why he left Iowa was, uh, you know, he asked those Jay Robinson intensive camps. Well, Iowa wanted that. Yeah. Okay. You know, they wanted part of that. And they're Jays and, you know, the Jays like, no, they're mine. And, you know, this, this place opened up here in Minnesota and he, you know, part of his agreement is the camps were always his, I think okay um but yeah that, that that's from my understanding that story and we had a great group of coaches i mean i've had amazing coaches uh you know my probably my favorite ever would be mark schwab okay you know the schwab brothers oh yeah yeah the, the, his ability that man was one of the best out i don't think a lot of people understand what happened to him but he got staff and staff is horror yeah um he almost died. He can't bend his knee. He had to change his whole style, his whole style, and lead by an example. You know, any guy who wrestled on them will tell you the same. He called me up at like three in the morning. Other wrestlers in college meet me in the sauna, um, and it was the worst workout ever. But it was fun. You know, he created workouts, dumbbell stairs. You know, you think those things with plates. That was Schwab. You know, that was all Schwab. I wish he was built like me. You know, because I'm long and lanky. But as far as motivational quotes, that's a dude you should get on here. Okay. Um, just, and you know, he's had his demons with booze. I don't know if he drinks or not. He didn't while I was in college. Um, you know, my, my first practice with him as a freshman, he punched me. He was kicking my ass, <laughs> and he punched me. So I think I started crying. And, you know, Adam and all the other guys were like, thank God I don't have to wrestle that guy. Um, why did he, he push you, you? why man. did he, he punch goes, you? Yeah, he did it right next to you, too. And, you know, his brother's a solid. He's, you know, him and I used to battle his bro. And, you know, he's an Olympian. He's an NCAA champ. He's a stud. And he's he's doing a really good job in uh, Northern Iowa. You know, and uh, his oldest brother was a stud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but
0: yeah, I, I, I always heard that Mark Schwab was great. Eric Aiken is somebody that I always looked up to. And he said one time in an interview or something, he goes, If Mark Schwab wouldn't have gotten staffed, none of us would have made a world team. You oh, know, he's he, Yeah, yeah. I, I always heard about how freaking great he was. And uh, why did he punch you?
1: I, you know, I, I might have been giving him a little bit tougher time than he thought. You know, I was getting my ass kicked. Uh, You know, he was doing anything he wanted to me, but I I think it was because, uh, you know, I was showing up. And he apologized after. And here's another great story. My senior year, um, you know, this time I'm bigger. You know, I came in smaller, and I got bigger, and uh, I was going with Schwab, and, you know, I would say I was getting the best, but define best, because that guy will go forever until he starts getting you. And I remember I was getting tired. And, you know, he, he punched me. But guess what? I'll punch you back now. Yeah. So I punched him back. And then he punched me, and I punched him back again. And then he uh, took another swing, and I swept, swept in on his leg. And I hear this pop. And he steps away, curses, and then he centers back up like nothing. And I'm like, I'm, I'm on my knee. I'm like, dude, I just blew your knee. Then he walks away, kicks over a couple of cans. Turns out blew everything in his knee. Yeah. Uh, um, I didn't feel great about it, right? And I didn't trust. It was just <laughs> he's so competitive. Yeah. We take us to the uh you know, the the gym like where all the college students work out and you know, they hate it because we go until we bark, you know, and, and sweats and stuff and well why are you sitting on that machine reading a newspaper? You know, get out of here. Yeah. You know, let us use it for what's supposed to be used for, but Man, I didn't meet what I I could have or should have uh, in college, you know, and there's a number of things um, that got in the way, but uh, I wouldn't take that experience away for anything, you know, anything. It's uh, something rewarding about getting up at five in the morning, you know, working until you puke, going to class and watching those other college students roll out of class and realizing that you did more in an hour than that person's going to do the whole day. Yeah. Um that's rewarding. Every person that made it through that program that I know is successful. Define yeah. success, but anybody who wanted money, they're rich. Yeah. Anybody who wanted family, they got family. Um, they all seem pretty happy. Yeah. Um you know, brothers for life. That's why I like it. It's kind of like the military, right? No racism, no, you know, this or that. Everybody gets along because you respect each other. Yeah. You know, you're doing the exact same things with each other. Um, you know, Joe, uh, do you know Joe Russell's story? No. He's probably the second best wrestler ever. Uh, look him up sometime, but, uh, you know, multiple time junior national champ, beating college guys as a high schooler, Col- Kerry Pollock type dude, kind of like, um, Schwab, but his story is even more remarkable. He was going to train with some Russians and he, he fell on a micro- uh, motorcycle on his head, went through the, uh.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Hand. Okay. I know yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah. He had to hold his brain
1: in. They said he'll never be able to walk again. He ended up running a mile. It took him forty minutes, but he did it. Yeah. Uh he ended up wrestling D one match. He can't use half his body. You know, he's a stud. Yeah. And uh, he always had a positive attitude. Marty Morgan, stud. You know, he's from my understanding Marty, I think don't quote me on this, but he's the seventh son of a seventh son of a seventh son. Wow. And <laughs> half the dudes in that are professional boxers the other half are elite wrestlers Can you imagine those fights? yeah yeah no shit. <laughs> and there's so many Morgans chances are you, you know you, you know one. you're yeah. gonna see one anywhere you go yeah um, no they're awesome
0: I wanted to ask you about uh, um, Gable Stevenson what do you what do you think about gable
1: oh uh, he's probably one of the best I've ever seen
0: yeah um,
1: you know for heavyweight, right yeah yeah, just don't move like that. I, I mean, the, the thing I don't like is he's going the WWE route, um, which I get. When you know. when is he going to do that? Because man, I, I hope he doesn't cut his career
0: short. Because I, I I hope that he wins the Olympics. I really think he he can. You know, they, he's got a really tough weight class. There's two legends in his. Uh, you know, Agul right. and and uh, what's the other uh, right. So to beat those guys, it, it's gonna you know it's obviously not gonna be easy. But I think if anyone can, it's him. And you know a lot of people don't like how cocky he is and all that. And and I'm like, well, he backs it up. Like when he you right. know when when he started uh, when he started talking crap to the uh, kid from Michigan. I can't remember his name right now. Um, Mason Paris. Yeah, the other World Champ. Yeah, yeah Mason those Paris. heavyweights are awesome. Yeah, he's clapping yeah. and like, you know, come on. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, right. shit, you know, and, and Mason Paris is freaking great. And he, you know, he handled him pretty well. And I don't know. I'm like, I get that some old school people don't like that he's cocky or whatever, but the kid can back it up. And I've never seen any, like you said, a uh, heavyweight that can move that way and do the flips he does and... And it seems like this year he really kind of rededicated himself. Like It seems like before, right. without knowing him at all, he, he seemed like he just kind of could kick everyone's ass. And then when he lost to that kid from Penn State, he was like, I think I need to get in the weight room. And uh, it's just, at least that's what it seems like he did. And now he's just, he's so fun to watch. But I didn't know how you felt about his like cockiness and all that.
1: Uh, both, you know, so I'm a, uh, I'm all about evolving, man. I don't look at things linear, but yeah, I mean the, the way I was raised, you, you, you know, you win with class, you lose with class. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I did that shit, my dad would have ran on the mat and he'd tell us, this. he'd show he'd kick his foot up our ass. Right. Yeah. And TJ believes that way too, but you know, evolution and you know, that AJ guy I was referencing before saying, you know, doing the same stuff. But the reason is, uh, you, you, you're, you're a, you're a brand now. You can be your own brand. And, you know, whether people like him or hate him, our society seems to to reward people for being infamous, right? Well, half that crap he's probably doing for that. And the the other half is for his future career in WWE. Um, You know, I I prefer to, you know, I like the sport of respect. Um, But I get it because now these guys can make money. And even at the college level, from my understanding, they're going to be able to. I, I saw that, uh, what's his name, that little stud from uh, oh, Penn State, uh, uh, RBY. Yeah. You know, he, he signed some deal. They didn't let us do that back in the day. So bravo, man. You're making a career out of it. So, you know, I'm torn on it, but I'm down with it. As long as the sport gets more participants and it gets respect, that's what I care about. Yeah. I think he's going to smash those guys. And I know those guys well. They are awesome. They're staples. But I think he's... Why I want him to stay in wrestling is because of the opportunity. It's, it's a little bit biased, but I think wrestling has got its track shoes on now. And I think he can make plenty of money as being the face of the United States wrestling heavyweight. Yeah. Everybody loves a heavyweight. And there's not one that can move like him. And I think long-term, but I, I'm not him, right? I think long-term, he, he, that career would be better than acting. Uh, maybe getting exposed to steroids or, you know, whatever WWE does.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: and he dedicated his life to this. He's really good with kids, from my understanding, he coaches. So it's a selfish reason why I want him to stay. But I want anybody to be happy. And if that makes him happy, go, go do it, dude. Yeah. And again,
0: without knowing him, he you know and, and he can be cocky, but he seems like he has a good heart and you know like you said, I can tell that he probably is good with kids. Um, and I just I just think he's just a kind of a once in a lifetime heavyweight. so to cut his career yeah. short cut his career short to me, I think would be kind of a shame but like you said, it's not my career. just like uh, Aaron Pico, you know I would have loved to have seen how good he could have become. And it just seems like, well, you got all that time to do WWE or, or whatever. Um, you know, but again, it's his life. So, uh, and, and speaking of being good with kids and all that, you seem like you would be a great dad. Have you ever had any desire to be, or do you ever want to be?
1: Yeah. Yes. And no, um, maybe, you know, I'll never say no to anything, you know, you know, at first I want to have two, um, ideally twins, uh, (laughs) boys uh you know if i had girls they'd probably uh, kill me um no I, you know then it became one and you know i think it's it's more kind of what you see with nature nurture and free will right and it's not uncommon right now that people are choosing not to have kids in fact our birth rates are going down and i and i, I truly believe that's because the uh, you know the the strength in the, it takes to raise kids these days. I mean, uh, you know, you usually have both the mom and the dad working in most families, right? Not all of them, of course. Uh, so you rely on daycare. You know, daycare's a mortgage here a month, right? So it causes stress. And then, you know, the uncertainty of economies, man. We've had two of the worst economies since the Great Depression. And uh, automation. You know, technology is a big part of that. You know, I work with IT and I think that's kind of the big deal right now is we're just not ready as a species to what technology is doing. Yeah. I don't I don't think any of us are. I mean, I was talking with a buddy about it earlier today. You ever see Children of the Corn? Oh, yeah. Creepy. Uh, we're living in Children of the Corn. You know, the people who are supposed to police the children don't know what the kids are doing because they can program in third grade now. Yeah. How do you police that? Um, but yeah i mean it's the best way to uh leave your legacy isn't it is to have kids yeah um but i don't define myself like that if it happens if it happened great i i would make a good dad i think um yeah. because anything worth doing i'll do you know if it's shoveling shit i'll become the best sh- shit shoveler i can become right yeah. um but yeah you, you how about you you uh have how many i'm sorry
0: I just have one. He's uh, he's two and a half, and you know people are always asking when we're going to have another one, and I'm like, you know, I think I'm good with just one good one.
1: <laughs> yeah, hold, hold, I'm sorry.
0: He's two and a half,
1: so a little bit later in life, right? Because you said you're 46.
0: Yeah, I'm 46, so I had him when I was 43, 43 and okay. a half, whatever, and. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I would have been a good dad if I would have had one younger. I had too much shit I needed to work out and right. get, and, and too much baggage to get rid of myself. Um, and and I would never tell anyone to have one or not, but uh, I, I do think you'd be a great dad. And and thank you. And it it does something to you, man. That uh, you know, especially now, like the first couple years, dude. Anybody who says it's not a lot of work is probably not doing it right. <laughs> Because it is right. a lot of freaking work. Um, and, and, and the first couple of years as a as a man, you know, I had these thoughts like occasionally, like, so you're the best thing that's ever going to happen to me, huh? Like, you know, like at three o'clock in the morning or whatever, you know, just like, God, this is so hard. And it takes every ounce of everything you've got every single day. And and women, I think, because they, they carry the kid for nine months and all that. So it takes a minute. And don't get me wrong, obviously I loved him from the day he was born, but now he's starting to talk and get things and get over certain little fears and all that, and it is so fun to watch, and right. I, just, I just love him to pieces, man. I can't, I can't hug him and kiss him enough, and he, do, he does this thing every night where I, I put him to sleep almost every night, and, he'll, and I started saying, can Daddy hold you for just a minute before I put you in bed, and now he asks me, "Will you hold me for a minute?" You know, and he doesn't right. know what a, he doesn't know what a freaking minute is. So,
1: <laughs> so I hold we him for like
0: care. yeah, I hold him for like five minutes and uh, and just just get that in, you know, because he's so active during the day that the only right. time he chills out is then. And uh, I'm not I don't remember why I started talking about it, but he's just. Uh, it's just amazing, and uh, yeah. So, and, and you know, you're still you're still young and healthy, and and uh, I'm not telling you to have a kid, but you would be great at it. And uh, you know,
1: thank
0: you. And, and you've you've uh, you know, you've got great nephews, and I really do look forward to watching their careers, dude. I I can't wait. And I also wanted to ask you this about the twins: How did they decide who was Joel and who was Titan when you have twins like that? Do you know?
1: Right. Well, well, it's, it kind of ties back to uh, the kids thing, because I always like the name Tristan. Okay. And TJ's like, well, I'm going to name my kid Tristan. And I'm like, what? I'm like, wait a second. No, you can't do that. <laughs> and it was because, uh, what's that movie with Brad Pitt? Um, God, it's uh, the two brothers fight. It's one of my favorites. Uh I forget, but anyways, you know, one of them's like Brad Pitt, and then the other one's a little bit more like me, TJ Ty, right? Yeah. Um, maybe I forget, but anyways, uh, no, I mean, you know, we're all most of us are TJs. I'm Ty Jason. I'm a TJ. Okay. Uh, there's three Timothy's, so you know, nice. you know, you're you're in good company, brother. Uh, no, there's uh, Tim, Timothy Joel, my dad, Timothy Joel the second TJ, and then Joel is Timothy Joel the third.
2: Okay. And then you got Titan
1: and, uh, you know, Titan, my name was supposed to be, uh, Titus, Titus John, I think from the Bible or something like that. Okay. Um, my mom thought it sounded like a big football player. So they, you know, they brought it down to Ty, which everybody thinks stands for something longer. It's not, it's Ty. Just Ty. Yep. Um, which I get, you know, my nicknames are my name longer, right? My friends call me Tyrone, Tyler, Titus, uh, tidy, I don't know, I got a ton of them my brother calls me Jamaica, yeah he used to be Tyson Jamaica man, now he just calls me Jamaica <laughs> yeah. you know I got weird we all got weird nicknames, uh, but I don't know you know i uh you know they're killers you know they they're gonna be fun um I don't see how they can't be they're they're having fun, they're not weight cutting uh they 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 they're strong in their roots, their faith they're uh you know they treat adults with respect um You know they're good to everybody. They don't discriminate. They don't. They. One of them said, "You know we're really popular. I don't understand why." I'm like, "Well, it's because you treat people well. You know, you're not part of the clique, man. Yeah, you beat by your own drum, and uh, you don't discriminate. You know, you you embrace everything. So yeah, they're they're light years ahead of TJ and I um, on a lot of things, and they've had a tough journey already. Um, So yeah, I mean they're going to be." They're going to be special. But uh, why TJ went that way, I'm sure he wanted another TJ just for selfish reasons. He has another uh, boy. His last name's not Projects. It's on the mom's side, but Brady McGinnis. Okay. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, all of them are good kids. And TJ is a, uh, I get what you're saying. And thanks for saying that what type of dad you are, because dads are important, right? And it gives TJ purpose. And TJ's a phenomenal father
2: yeah he looks like yeah yeah he seemed like it
1: yeah so almost to a fault right um but he knows how to pull himself back he's not living vicariously through his kids you know he's trying to teach them what he didn't learn yeah um and uh i think that's what makes a successful parent right to honor my parents i'm going to learn from what my dad did right and carry that forward, hopefully improve on it, but more importantly, learn from what he did wrong and not repeat it. Yeah. And same with my mom. And I think if you can do that, then you're respecting your parents, but then more importantly, your parents, you know, can maybe pass on knowing they, they were successful. Yeah. Um, so keep it up, brother.
0: All right, well, gonna be
1: a, is he going to be a basketball player? Uh,
0: you know, I yes. hope I hope <laughs> that he wants to wrestle. It's, it's definitely going to be something that I – you know, without without making him do it, like, I'm, right. I'm just going to watch it all the time around him. And hopefully, you, you know, hopefully he'll be like, Daddy, can I wrestle? And I'll be like, yes.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, sure, 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 How much is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, because I've only been above average at a few things in my life. And I was, I was a pretty decent wrestler and I know a lot about it. But I mainly think that I would be good at the mental aspect of it. Because there's so many things that I got hung up on that held me back as far as wrestling goes. Like I still to this day wonder like how good I would have been if I could have just let go of some of that shit, you know? Like I I remember a kid beating me out at state, kid state one year, and then wrestling him the next year at this uh, just an invitational and beating him thirteen to nothing. And that's when it that's when I realized like, dude, you don't have to wrestle differently at the state tournament. You just wrestle wrestle like you always do and yeah. just because it's that tournament just treat it like any it's any other tournament and that's when i started having success at the state tournament cuz i would go into i would go undefeated until state and then get beat by somebody who had no business beating me because it became this thing in my mind you know like the end all and be all and it's not <laughs> you know right. it's just it's a great thing to to win and it feels great but at the end of it it's you know more the preparation and and all journey, those kind of things. The journey,
1: yeah, right. The journey, yeah.
0: And, and for it sure. and it helps me so much in stand up comedy because it was like I was preparing myself for this without even realizing it. Because I'm not, I'm I'm an introvert too. Like, I people think that since I do what I do for a living, that I'm probably more, you know. But I'm I'm not. Like, I I have to fight anxiety and get nervous about that. And there are times where I'm like. I feel like I've never done it a day in my life I get so nervous, but it goes away, and that, I think that all goes back to wrestling, you know? Um, you, you know, putting on a singlet and, and potentially getting your ass kicked in front of a crowd of people, you know? I take it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, you know? Yes. I, I'm kind of jealous of these kids now that sometimes they, they wrestle the, and it's not singlets. I'm like, man, right. I was so self-conscious about that shit when I was younger, you know, because... <laughs> the way I was built, like, I always had lo- little little love handles, and I was never a fat kid, but I just hated that. I was always tugging on it and, and all that, and it was like, man, I, these these little kids have no idea how lucky they are to, to not, you know, have to wear you, those things.
1: You're, you're preaching to the choir, man. I was a toothpick, walking, talking toothpick, you know? Yeah. And my brother made sure I knew that, you know, and anybody <laughs> did, but, you know, I use it to my advantage. But yeah, man, it's a... Uh, it's such a game of inches. And that's where I had uh, success. I didn't deviate from the plan. I just, you know, I, devi- I did everything to a T. And, uh, you know, I think uh, what you said there, I remember you bring that up about, you know, why you actually started drinking a little bit was to give you the courage to speak on stage, right? Uh, um, yeah, that's... Not necess- that's probably this when I started.
0: That's yeah. probably when I started abusing it. Um Okay. It was always free and uh you know, I think one, you know, there was several things that led to me quitting, but one once it was like a Tuesday and and back then back when I first started it was common for clubs to be Tuesday through Sunday and now they're like Wednesday, right. Thursday through Saturday. But anyway, it was like a Tuesday and I'm I'm half drunk and I thought to myself like, "Dude, what are you doing right now?" Like It's not even the weekend and you're half shit faced. You know, you're just getting drunk because it's free and it's a Tuesday. You know, like you're going to wake up, be in your mid 40s, have a full blown drinking problem. Your career will have gone nowhere. And I could just see the writing on the wall. And I knew a lot of great comics whose career got ruined by it. Oh, yeah. And uh, so it's fortunately we've gotten away from it a little bit. You know, like comics used to just get hammered. And now it's like. uh, now that's pretty rare. People don't people don't do that near as much as they used to. And if they do, their careers cut short and and all those kind of things.
1: So, mark my words, um, it will go by the way that cigarettes did in the future. Yeah. Now, alcohol is the only thing you consume that attacks literally every cell in your body. Yeah, your hair, your skin, your body, everything, right? And you, you remember cigarettes used to be cool. Um, now you're you know they put you outside to be mocked right yeah <laughs> um, if you tell someone you quit smoking it's like Hurray! you know what the first question is every time i, I tell people i quit drinking why yeah second question forever yeah and you know that's a nature problem man our culture drinks too much period and uh you know you you, see, you hear the term it's called uh sober curious i guarantee you that trend catches on and uh, i don't try and preach to people like if you notice my facebook i try and explain things on how it affected me you know how many people have reached out to me and said thanks you know how many people have quit and not even for good and that's what's interesting about that dry january or dry october do a month right um you don't recognize it because we do it so much right and uh and society puts in front of your face everywhere. Okay, you want to go get breakfast? Have a bloody Mary. Oh, you want to watch football? You know, let's have some beers. Happy hour. I can't even imagine being a comedian. You know, they probably throw everything at you guys. Yeah. You know, cocaine, you name it. Whatever fires folks up, right? Yeah. Um, booze. Uh, you know, it takes a, a certain level of discipline to, to do something different than society. And I think wrestling gives you that. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to share that with folks. And, you know, what they're finding with those studies is that people who do 30 days, they get it. And some of them never drink again. But the ones who do, they cut back significantly, right? Because yeah. they get it. They, they they realize that they they do have a relationship with alcohol. It might not be physical, but... How many people say, let's go to Happio? Sweet. Well, how many people don't show up the next day from work because of Happyo? Right. Because they're sick. Because they drink poison, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I, I would never tell anybody what they can or can't do. I'm a libertarian. You know, do what you want. You know, if it hurts you, well, that's unfortunate. Just don't hurt anybody else because yeah. then it's a problem, you know?
0: Yeah, I I hate when people feel like they can't do that around me because I don't. I'm like, no, no, no. Just like just like when I was uh when I was cutting weight and I would go watch people eat, you know, like I don't right. I don't care. I want you to have a good time. It kind of amuses me to see like how you get and I wondered myself like was I that way, you know? Like I must have been, right. you know, like when people repeat themselves and that kind of stuff. Plus when you get sober, you realize like who you um, need to be drunk to be around, and once right. you once you get sober, and you're like, oh, I don't, you know, your circle gets smaller, but it gets tighter, you know, like you because right. there's some people that you you can't talk to unless you got a few in, in you because they they suck. <laughs>
1: right. No, you make a good point. I uh, once I'm at the bar, usually about 10 ish, right, where they start telling me they love me or they're so proud of me. Yeah. Or that they want to, you know, you know, cut back themselves. And I always say, hey, that's a good idea. Let's talk about when you're sober, man.
2: Yeah. I, you know, very
1: rare do I ever hear from them, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, that's when I go home and guess what I do? I go to bed and I wake up feeling awesome. Yeah. And then I accomplish my whole day and, uh, you know, above and beyond anything I can have ever imagined. You know, I'm very strong, uh, left side of my brain i think it's left side the the logic right yeah Uh, but most people don't realize how strong i am right side because my mom was very artistic and you know that yin yang theory i'm in balance right now brother and uh when i my my logic side is working with my creative side that's why i'm at my best it's ultimately what defined my wrestling
0: i loved it man i really enjoyed talking to you And I've, I've you uh, your brother always says great things about you, and uh, you know I've respected you from afar from a long time. So it's nice Thank to you. to have a conversation with you. All right, everybody, Ty Fredericks, uh, total Minnesota legend, and it was great talking to him. Him and his, him and his brother, are both great dudes and total studs. And uh, uh, Titan and Joel Fredericks, um, I really look forward to watching their career because. I think he said they were 12, 14, and they are just freaking. Uh, I'm always reading about them, and I've watched some of their matches, and uh, so they're going to be great. Look out for them. And uh, I think that's it. Go to Making It Happen, M A C A N It Happen, help out little Bo Making and his family, and Tim All my social media is on there, and thank you so much. Subscribe to the channel if you have not, and God bless all of you. Take care. Bye. Do us both a favor and click on that subscribe button.